Welcome to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Today on the show, we have John Leland. His company is called Combridges, and he helps people unlock their video mojo. So, John, thanks for being on the show. And, thanks for having me. You know, 50-year media pioneer. Now, you were saying you had a seminal struggle. I did. And back in the, in the heyday of the internet, about 2001, I had my what I call my own irrational exuberance. And I the one of the very early video marketing conferences, I got the rights to produce and sell a VHS, because that's all the video distribution we had in those days, a copy of highlights of this kind of leading edge video marketing conference. And I was sure that it was going to make money worst case because the guy had, I forget how many tens of thousands on his email list, the guy that organized it. And I leveraged myself and went into debt. And I mean, it's, I could bore you with the gory details, but it was a big learning experience because we sold like five of these tapes that I'm sure at break even I was going to sell a hundred and would have been fine. But it was a big disaster. It was a huge learning experience and kind of woke me up to the whole uh, importance of video clarity, uh, sorry, of financial clarity, of knowing your financial numbers, tracking your financial numbers, making sure that what you do in business is profitable. So it was a humbling experience if ever there was one. So what did you do differently in your next venture? I, I've gone a lot slower and I've definitely managed my expenses much more consciously, not overextending, kind of building organically. I'm a big fan of bootstrapping versus raising capital. So I would say that I just operate a whole lot more conservatively from a financial point of view. I still take risks, but the risks are creative ones that aren't going to bankrupt me, so to speak. So we were talking earlier about that radio show that you did early days. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I've been a media pioneer le legitimately for about 50 years, going all the way back to 1971. I started what, to my knowledge, is the first ever narrowcast radio network. In other words, in today's world, I've I call it microcasting versus narrowcasting because anybody can have a YouTube channel, so anybody can become a broadcaster. But in those days, there were three main radio networks and a couple regional things, but I It was in the heyday of the anti-Vietnam War movement, and I started a radio network putting together the Pacifica stations like WBI in New York and KPFK in, in LA, KPFA here in the Bay Area, and FM rock stations. So I had WBCN in Boston and KSAN in San Francisco, and we did a feed from Washington, D.C. of basically anti-war news. And we had college campuses all over the country feeding in their reports of what was happening in the demonstrations on their campuses as we all kind of gathered together to stop the war. But it was the first, that was, that was my first immediate innovation project because there had never been a radio network like that at that time. So it was fun. It was an exciting, it was an exciting time and something I'm proud of. Yeah, it sounds, you know, it's really, it, sorry, go ahead. Go for it. Well, I mean, it's just amazing to have experience watching the whole media universe evolve. Another accomplishment that I'm really proud of is working for The Hunger Project back in the 80s. And we did, or they did really, global distribution 
of an educational video we did about the difference between famine and chronic persistent hunger. And but it, that kind of distribution barely existed in those days. It was really, again, a, a grassroots movement of people taking the media into their own hands. Uh, I've had a professional relationship with a guy named Scoop Nisker, who worked at KSAN back in the day. And, and Scoop was famous for saying, if you don't like the news, go out and make some of your own. And now we really have, I mean, I'm talking to you through my iPhone camera. We have the ability in our pockets to all produce our own movies, to make our own news. Important issues are being raised by people using their iPhones, not the least of which, of course, is police violence, but many other examples like the train wreck in Pennsylvania. That would not have come to national attention were it not for people on the ground using their mobile phones to show what was really happening in their community. So keep making your own media, people. I know you're big on changing your media style with the times. So what are you putting energy into these days? Two things, really. TikTok is really kind of still number one. I got into it because I saw that it was an opportunity to really grow an audience, to build community, to make connections with people. The, the line that you used at the beginning about helping people ignite their video mojo, that's the name of my vodcast. And that waking up to the power of a personal connection is happening through video all over the place, but TikTok in particular, I've grown, I've kind of doubled down and been much more consistent about it this year in 2023. And I started the year at about a thousand followers on TikTok and now I'm over 7,000. And I'm currently putting energy into growing my YouTube channel and kind of reformatting it and looking at what's different between making a video for YouTube versus making a TikTok. They're really different mediums, but I feel like as the video mojo guy, I should be visible and kind of trying to demonstrate, walk my talk on, on all those channels. What's been your strategy on TikTok? Have fun, I think is the main thing. I think duets are very powerful. Recently with the TikTok national hearings, I duetted the CEO of TikTok and that was really fun. And I actually have made a friend and a future guest on my video mojo show, Leo Finkelstein, who's a, also a marketing consultant. And I saw her videos talking about ChatGPT and how to use AI in marketing. She had some really good insights and I duetted her. And that one actually has also taken off and had tens of thousands of views. And, and like I said, we've become friends and collaborators out of the TikTok experience. So it's, great. I, it's, all, it's all about making, building relationships really. And so the underlying strategy is be yourself and be human because that's what video is really good at communicating and build those authentic relationships. Don't try and game the algorithm, try and be yourself and build real relationships. A good coaching tip for doing video is pretend that you're talking to that one person who's your ideal customer. It sounds like you're using TikTok as a networking tool. Absolutely. Building relationships, building community, networking. There's a big intersection between the Venn diagram circles on that. It's all human to human, whatever's human. So networking, community, building relationships, that's, that's all the same juice, really. I've heard something similar about the algorithm. People focus too much in the algorithm. It's built off of human behavior. So create content that appeals to human behavior. 
and you don't have to worry about an algorithm. We're singing the same song there in harmony. I think that one of the underlying cultural foundations of what's going on with social media, TikTok in particular, is that people's bullshit meters are at an all-time high in terms of their sensitivity. So if you're pitching, selling, trying to manipulate, gaming the algorithm, I think you're shooting yourself in the foot. There is no substitute for real authenticity and humanity, if you will. And that's going to become more and more so because the sell, sell, sell kind of stuff is really the air is going out of that balloon and it just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Cool. Is there a moment on your throughout your life or career that you look back and you say, oh, that was very pivotal and that changed a lot of things for me? Hmm. I, I, there's just been a lot of really positive influences in my life. Uh, I'm a spiritual guy and I, I don't know what came to mind when you asked that question was learning to meditate, having the ability to connect inside and develop my intuition, I think is probably the most important pivot that ever happened to me in my life. And I now in terms of video mojo, another thing that I say is follow the juice. My experience of the flow of spiritual energy, whatever word you want to put on it, I like to call it the juice. And I think that I intuitively get guidance of this has juice, this doesn't. But when something lights me up, that's that, that's how I got into TikTok. That's my biggest strategy in TikTok is look for what lights me up and share that. What was it that pushed you into learning about meditation and practicing? Well, again, we're, we'll go back. I would have to go back to the 70s. I mean, I was influenced by the Beatles going to learn transcendental meditation and Ram Dass. And it was part of the culture that I grew up in in my 20s. And so I actually went to India and I found a meditation teacher named Baba Muktananda. And I was in his ashram for a while and was his sound man on, on the world tour for a while. So that's that was that was the entry but the first one was transcendental meditation my my big sister Ginny got me to come to new york and say you got to come do this this is important so i owe it all to my big sister and through stressful times in your life that's helped you push through yeah i i wouldn't say push through it's helped me let go i think that the kind of basic buddhist philosophy is that you suffer when you get attached and if you cannot be attached and just kind of do your best one step at a time, be patient. I think it's helped me be a little more patient and kind of like aware of what's going on as opposed to trying to make something happen. Your theme about failing, every time where I've tried to push and make something happen, that's when I've gotten myself into trouble. When I allow the universe to kind of talk to me and lead me, that's the most satisfying stuff. Do you have a story of when the universe led you? I'm sure there are, but I mean, I just would bring it to the present moment. And like, for me, there's a certain courage and it's even, a, it's a modern day shift for me to talk about following the juice, for example. It's like, there. Are, I used to be much more businessy. I'm going to help you make a profit, the ROI, the funnel and all those kind of strategies, which have a validity. It isn't like, they're, they're not meaningful, but I'm following the juice in being more myself and playing on TikTok. And last year I did an online program I called the, the Video Mojo Creativity Sandbox. And it was, it was a group event 
to help people nurture their creative expression. And those are all recent examples of I'm following the juice. I mean, you know, I'm, we're being vulnerable here about our failures. I'll be vulnerable and say, I'm 75 years old. I have to be in order to be talking about starting a radio network in 1971. And I'm feeling more alive and more engaged than ever. And it's a function of the fact that I'm following the juice. And I don't even remember your question anymore, but that's, that's where I'm feeling alignment and I'm there. Obviously, I don't have a million years left, so I want to try and make whatever I do be as valuable as possible, be as useful to other people as possible, and let the rest take care of itself. I think it's great that you're you're doing TikTok and really getting into it. I want to blow up your TikTok channel. How can people <laughs> follow you on TikTok? How can they check you out on YouTube? So, so my name does not have an H, J-O-N. And on TikTok, as well as on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at John, J-O-N, Combridge is the name of my company. So J-O-N-C-O-M is in Mary, B-R-I-D-G-E-S. And I'd love to meet you, love to hear from you. Uh, and thank you so much for that support. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a fun environment. And I talk about Video Mojo as a kind of creative play. And I think we all need more creative play in our lives. So let's play together. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, it's a good point. So thank you, John, for being on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe for more great content. And we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.